Greetings to you from the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I am the voice of one in the wilderness of this life and world, crying, prepare you the way of the Lord, make straight every path, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Every radio or TV offers its listeners, viewers, um, opportunities to tune to their listening or viewing delight. While some people tune to numerous stations or flip channels, some others um, have dedicated uh, radio stations or TV channels that they view. Now, whichever group you belong to, the stations or channels you listen to or view always influence your view of the things, or your view of things, and stereotype your um, attitude or behavior and your response to life's issues. I mean, this is a fact. Now, but beyond radios and radio stations and televisions and television channels, there are essentially three voices that speak to every human being on earth. These are the voices of Satan and his agents, the voice of self and the voice of the Son of God and his agents. Now, in our last broadcast, we already affirmed that Satan indeed speaks to us. We used um, the classical, two classical instances. The first one was the uh, temptation of the first Adam, that is uh, Adam and Eve, who were tempted um, as Satan spoke to Eve and by extension to Adam and they disobeyed God. Now, the second temptation was the temptation of the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, glory be to God, he overcame Satan's uh, temptations, um, uh, temptation attempts at him. Now, so Satan speaks, and from what we looked at last uh, in our last broadcast, we noted that he would speak in, in two in two different. He would use two approaches. The first one is to seek to counter the word of God uh, in our hearts, with a view to making us to do what God detests, and by so doing, bring the anger of God uh, upon us. The second approach would be to confuse us. By using the same word of God, which we all know, but this time he will either misquote it or quote it out of context, thereby confusing us and we, we, we not knowing what he's saying or what is being said or what we are to do, get confused and we walk once again contrary to the word of God. Now, in this broadcast, we shall take a look at the second voice, that is the voice of self, which is also known biblically as the flesh, the carnal mind, the carnal man, the sin-loving nature, the old man, or the Adamic nature. Now, we, we want to briefly look at how self speaks to man. And we shall be turning to the Bible in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, uh, we'll be reading verses 9 through to verse 14. Luke chapter 18 from verse 9 through to verse 14. And he, that is the Lord Jesus, Speak this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, 
and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So the, Bible, the Lord Jesus is telling us here that two men went to pray. The Pharisee, a religious man, listened to self because the Bible says he prayed thus with himself and he proceeded to give reasons why his prayers should be answered. He gave reasons what we would call self-justification for why his prayers should be answered. The second fellow, the publican, a sinner or a corrupt man, listened to the voice of God and repented. Why do I say listen to the voice of God? Because it is only when a person listens to the voice of God that he would pray a prayer of genuine repentance and surrender to God, which was what this publican did. Self does not repent. It seeks to justify himself and he believes that he is better than others. And when self would even seem to repent, that repentance is with a view to gaining an advantage. So in self never gets you into any genuine repentance. It just gets you, says, look, say sorry, so that at least you can get this. Say sorry to God so that at least he will bring what he has promised to you. That is how self operates. Now, we'll look at another example of self speaking in Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, I'm going to be reading from verse 16 through to 21. Luke uh, 12, verse 16 through to verse 21. And he, again the Lord Jesus, spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my bands and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast many, much goods rather, laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This rich man was so devoted to self that he did everything self told him. The Bible says in verse um, 17 that he said, and he thought within himself, saying. So self was speaking to him and he, he, he bought into it. The second one we read, he says, I will say to my soul. He was speaking to his soul. Take your ease, eat, drink. We have so much. Unfortunately for this man, that same soul that he wanted to preserve with food, God said, tonight, I'm going to ask for that soul. And he lost everything. The Lord Jesus said that this is what happens to people who are laying up treasures for themselves and are not rich towards God. Now, we go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 again, uh, which what, what we looked at last uh, week, uh, last, in our last broadcast, and we see how self spoke to Eve. Yes, Satan spoke to Eve, but when Eve was now processing all that Satan had said, it was self that was summarizing it and speaking to her. In verse 6 of Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Indeed, this verse reveals the birth of self. It was here that self was born. Self began to show Eve the positives of this particular tree that God had said she should not eat. She said, oh, look, this tree is good for food. 
It is pleasant to the eyes, like we said in our last broadcast. There was no new information here because God had already said that all the trees, including this tree, was good for food and was pleasant to the eyes. Now, self-interjected, or rather introduced, what Satan had been mentioning to Eve and put it in clear terms for Eve to be able to absorb. I said, look, this tree is able to make you wise. And then she went ahead and took off the fruit and did it. Self has a way of doing that. He will always show you the positives on things that God had said do not do. He will tell you, will tell you, why do you think God is asking you not to do this thing? Just look at it. Just look at it. What can be wrong with this thing? And self has a way of having what we call self-righteousness. It sets its own standards and says there's nothing wrong with this thing. And because there's nothing wrong with it, you can, you can ignore what God has said. In Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 16 and 17. Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? It means to follow the leading of the spirit. In other words, what it's saying here is that listen to the spirit of God and you will not be doing what self wants you to do. In verse 17, it says, for the, for the flesh or self lost it or has a desire against the spirit that is a desire that is contrary to the spirit of God and the spirit of God has a desire that is contrary to that of the flesh. It says, and these are contrary the one to the other. They are opposites. So that you cannot do the things that you would. If you are going to live free of self, you must open up yourself to the leading or the voice of the Spirit of God. That is the voice of the Son of God. And if you are going to listen to the Spirit of God, then you must crucify the flesh. If you go further down in Galatians chapter 5 and you read verse 24, the Bible says, And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we lay claim that we are spiritual, then let us listen to the voice of the Spirit of God and not to the voice of self. And if we are going to be able to listen to the voice of the Spirit of God without the temptation or the lure of listening to self, then we must crucify self. We are not to pacify self. We must kill it. We must crush it. We must destroy it. So that that way we are listening to only one voice, the voice of God. Now, let us take a look at some of the attributes or characteristics of self. One. Self is consumed with self and cares nothing about anyone else. I mean, that's one thing about self. Self does not care about any other person. If you see self showing concern for another person, I want you to understand one thing. There is an advantage that self seeks to gain there. The second attribute of, of we're going to look at some other attributes, but first let me read Romans chapter 7. Uh, and um, I'm going to read Romans chapter 7, uh, verse 14 through to 23, and then I'll go to Romans chapter 8 and read verse 5 through to verse 8. Romans chapter 7 first, uh, verse 14 through to 23. For we know that the law, that is the law of God, is spiritual, but I am carnal, that is, I have self in me, sold under sin. I'm a slave to sin because of self. What self did to Adam and Eve in the garden brought us into slavery to sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. 
But what I hate, that do I. And I'm sure we've found ourselves in such contradictions where we know that this is wrong, but we cannot help ourselves. We just, we just find ourselves doing the very wrong things, the things that we shouldn't be doing. In verse 7 it says, If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. When self became a part of man, he invited sin into the life of men. And sin lived in company of self in man. Now in verse 18 it says, For I know that in me that is in my flesh, that is in my physical body, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. I know what is good. I understand what is good. By the way, that was what the fruit of a tree of good and knowledge of good and evil did. It showed us what was good and told us what was evil. However, it did not, it did not give us the power to choose what is good. So even though we know what is good to do, we always choose the wrong thing every time. Every time. And that is because of self speaking to us. Self is always showing us the wrong things to do, even when we know the right thing to do. And then sin having taken us captives, does not give us, does not, we don't have the power to overcome sin, so we are under pressure by both self and sin, and we always do the bidding of sin. In verse 19 it says, For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that which I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, or a principle that when I would do good, evil is present with me. That's what I said earlier. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. In my inner man, I want to do what is right. In my inner man, I want to do what God says I should do. I want, I want not to do what God says I should not do. But that is in my inner man. In verse 1 it says, But I see another law, another principle in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity the law of sin which is in my members. This is the state of every man that is born of a woman. We are, we are unable to overcome sin because self and sin have combined together and they have made us to, to continually do what is wrong. Now, this is further explained in Romans chapter 8 from verse 5 to 8. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. When a person is soulish or has self speaking to him, his, his entire being is focused on what self wants him to focus on and nothing else. But when a man has come to the Lord Jesus Christ, has become born again and has allow the Spirit of God to sanctify him, his focus is always on the things of the Spirit. In verse 6 it says, For to be carnally minded, that is another name for self at work, that is to be yielded to self, is death. It will lead you to death. It will lead you to eternal death. Here we are speaking of eternal death. That is at the end of this age, not only will, because everybody dies anyway, not only will you die physically, you will also die spiritually. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Again, we're speaking of eternal life. When a person decides to follow the leading, the voice of the Spirit of God, the voice of the Son of God, he is going to enjoy eternal life. Remember what we said about listening 
um, to the voice of the hearing from God that it make is made up of four parts. One, we hear what God is saying. Secondly, we're able to correctly interpret what God is saying. Thirdly, we have understanding of what God has said. And fourthly, which is crucial, we do what God has said. So in saying that we're listening to the, to the voice of the Spirit of God, we're saying that we're not only understanding what he has said, uh, but that we are doing what he has said. In the same way, when a person is listening to the voice of self, we're not saying that he's just listening to self, but he is doing it. When you do it, you have, you have proven that you are listening to self. Now, in verse 7 of Romans chapter 8, it says, Because the carnal mind, the self-life, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. We're going to be looking at these things point by point as we go on. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So, number two thing attribute of the self is that self cares nothing about spiritual things, only natural things. This is affirmed in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, But the natural man, that's another name for self, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. He cannot receive the, the, the word of God from the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them or perceive them because they are spiritually discerned. Self cares nothing about spiritual things. Self is only interested in natural things. So that even if a man were a Christian, if he is listening to self, his focus will be on natural things rather than spiritual things. His, his view on money will be in terms of the natural rather than in terms of the spiritual. Thirdly, self is hostile to God and all that God represents. The Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity against God. He is a sworn enemy of God. He is hostile to God and everything that God is uh, that God represents. So you may attend a church meeting, but you will find that you are always doing what self tells you, which is always contrary to God, to what God wants you to do. That means that even though you claim to be a Christian, you are being governed by self. You are listening to the voice of self because you are doing what self wants you to do rather than doing what God wants you to do. You may actually sit through what many will describe as a most anointed meeting and yet listen and do what self wants you to do. That is because the nature of self is very strong in you and you have not submitted yourself to the crucifixion of self so that the Spirit of God can have fellowship with you and speak to you. Number four, the fourth attribute of self is that self cannot and will not be subject to the Word of God, no matter what you do. Every time God speaks, Self will always tell you, look, that, is, that, is, that was in the old, that was in the past. Self is the one that, that tries to distinguish between Old Testament and New Testament and tell you that, look, the Old Testament is old and forgotten. Forget about the Old Testament, look at the New. And when we're even talking about the New Testament, focus only on what Jesus has said. Leave the other parts alone. Those people, they don't know what they're doing. That is what self does. Self, can, it, it refuses to be subject to God and the Word of God. For example, when the Bible speaks about women covering their hair in public worship, self is going to tell you, look, that was a cultural thing. It has nothing to do with the word of God. And yet the Bible makes it clear that they, all the churches agree that this is what God wants us to do. 
He wants the woman to have her head covered. And then self will tell some men that because you have graduated to become a bishop, you can cover your head with a little cap. Don't worry, it doesn't cover the entire thing. It's just a small cap on the head. It doesn't disturb anything. And yet, that is what the Bible says. So when we do the things that are contrary to the word of God, we can tell easily that this is self at work. Self calls God's word rules and regulations. So these are rules and regulations which you don't have to follow. Yet, self has its own rules and regulations that it lives by. It says, no, 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 no. I'm not here to live by rules and regulations that uh, the Bible does, but those are rules and regulations. However, it says, I have my own rules by which I live. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 3. Romans chapter 10, verse 3. The Bible says, for they, it's talking about the Jews here, the Israelites, says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, if indeed you are a Christian. So you do not set your own standards of righteousness. You follow the standards of righteousness as set by God. And this is the clincher. If you are a Christian, you cannot live by the righteous standards of God except God is in you, except God is with you, except the voice of God is speaking and directing you as you should live. Now, if you are finding it difficult to live like that, it means that you have not yet submitted yourself to the leading of the Spirit of God. Rather, you are still allowing your self-life to lead you, or rather mislead you, and then you are doing what is convenient to yourself. So we hear people say things like, well, you know, I know that the Bible says this, but me, this is what I want to do. And the fact, this is what I always do. You can see that that man is listening to self. The fifth attribute of self, as a result of all that we've said, self cannot please God. The Bible says that those who are carnally minded cannot please God. Yet, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible makes it clear that without faith, it is impossible to please God. What do we conclude here? Self has no room for faith in God. Self believes in self alone. He has no room for, 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 for faith in God. Self only believes in self. Self does not trust God's, does not trust God at all. Self trusts itself. Now, when you find self wanting to um, say, I want to have faith in God, it is only because he wants to use God to get something. So he will have faith in God because he's looking for money. He will have faith in God because he wants to get accommodation. He will have faith in God because he wants to get a job, because he wants to get a contract, because he wants to get married. But he does not really have faith in God. He wants to use God as a stepping stone to obtain what he wants to get because he probably cannot get it. So self will go to a, 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 a male self, will go to a female self and say, I mean, go to a female and say, thus says the Lord, God says you are my wife. And when the lady says, sorry, I've not heard from God, say, what, what, what do you mean you've not heard from God? Are you saying that what I am saying to you is not the word of God? Eh? You, what do you need to pray about? I am, I am a person who hears from God, and I know when God has... You cannot be arguing over that. If you say to the woman you want to marry her, and that God has spoken to you, then allow the young lady to go and hear from God herself. This thing does not require force. But self always insists on gaining its own advantage for itself. Now, as we look at the sixth attribute, we'll be reading James chapter 1. James chapter 1 from verse 13 to verse 16. 
Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. What is he telling us here? Self always justifies Satan's lure to live contrary to the word of God, and thus leads us to sin. That is why it is called the sin-loving nature. Self always avails itself to be tempted, to be lured by Satan. And he will tell you, who knows, maybe God is just trying to tempt you with evil. The Bible says God does not tempt with evil. Self has a way of painting things and showing something that God is vehement against as though, look, it is, it is nothing. God, God is not going to kill you over that. That's not, a, that's not a major thing. That's not a big deal. You can, you can do it and then you can go and repent afterwards. I've, I've seen things like that. I've, I've seen people who, who would say, look, I'm going, to, I'm going to commit fornication. After that, I'm going to repent. God is a, God is a forgiving God. For, forgetting that in that very act, they could die. And there will be no room for repentance. I've, I've seen people who on their deathbed, who planned that they would repent just before they died. On their deathbed, they could, they could not find the, the sense or the voice to repent. We need to be careful. In looking at the seventh thing about self, the seventh attribute of self, I'm going to go back to Galatians chapter 5, and I'll be reading verse 19 through to 21. Here we're going to see the, the result of following self, the result of listening to self, what we do when we listen to self. In verse 19 of Galatians chapter 5, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. When self is speaking to you, you are going to get involved in sexual sins. And that's the first one that we see in verse 19. Things like adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, and then uncleanness. These are sexual sins. Adultery is simple. A married man or a married woman having sexual relations with somebody that is not their spouse. Fornication is an unmarried person having sexual relations with any other person. Uncleanness. Here we're speaking of things like homosexuality, lesbianism, and such like bestiality and other things like that. Lasciviousness, we are speaking here of sexual dresses, sexual dressing, sexual walking, things like sexting and the like, pornography. This is where lasciviousness and uncleanness come in. Then when you get to verse 20, he's speaking here of idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. He's speaking here of manipulation, how, how self gets you to manipulate things. When you find yourself being, being manipulative, trying to lie to get people to do things. You are under the influence of self. When you find yourself quarreling with people, at variance with people, um, getting into wrath and um, uh, all kinds of angry things, even sometimes you get into uh, what we call party spirit. You, you want to belong to a group because of the advantage that that group gives you. 
not for any other reason, but because you want to belong, you want to get that advantage. People go for chieftaincy title, even though they claim to be Christians. They attend their village meetings where libation is poured, even though they lay claim to be Christian. Not because they are going there to convert anybody to Christianity. In fact, when they get there, they throw the, 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 the garb of Christianity aside and go full swing into their, the, the, the village things. And they never have a way of approaching those uh, village meetings. They are still very much invested in their villages rather than invested in God. Now, so self leads people into all manner of sins and all kinds of sinful living, including drunkenness, including envies, including murders, including revelries. In, indeed, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10, we read another way by which self walks. Uh, but godliness with contentment is great gain. That's what the Bible says. And verse 7 says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. This is the voice of God speaking. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. That's the voice of God speaking. Now in verse 9 it says, But they that will be rich, those people who desire to have wealth, they fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts or desires, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. People have an affinity for money. And they tell you, no, 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 but you know you need money to do this, you need money to do that. We know that we need money to do certain things. But we also know that God has a way of making provisions available to us when we need to do those things, if indeed we need to do them. But when those things that we claim that we want to do are superfluous, we would not expect God to fund such a project. And yet, we have even men of God that are well respected, trumping money so much that right now they are in their discussions all you hear is money, 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 money. And yet they lay claim that they, are, they don't love money. They, they even they tell us here, they, they say it is not money that is evil, it is the love of money that is evil. Yet they talk so much about money. This is how self deceives people because it twists the word of God. I don't know how the love of money and speaking about money are not related as love of money. If I, if I love someone, I would speak so much about that person at every turn. That is the simple truth. So in the same way, if I love something, I will speak, I will engage myself and devote myself a lot to that thing. If I had the love of God in me, I would spend more time preaching about God rather than preaching about money. So it is because the love of money is in me, that is why I find myself preaching so much about money. And if I'm preaching so much about money, it means that self is the one speaking to me. Self has deceived me into thinking that I'm not just, I'm, I'm actually preaching about money to help people. The reality is, I love money and I've not been able to free myself from money. This is what is happening today. The eighth thing that we want to look at about self, we'll read First John chapter 2 and um, verse 15 through to 16 and then we'll, we'll look at what, um, we'll, we'll try and review what we have said about the attributes of self and then we'll proceed to the concluding one or two other things and then we'll conclude. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 and 16, 1 John 2 verse 15 and verse 16, he says, the Bible says, love not the world, 
neither the things that are in the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's a self. Self has an affinity for the world. And so, if a person has the affinity for the world, the love of the Father is not in that person. In other words, the fellow who says, I love God, but has a love for the world, does not love God. Actually, he loves the world. He's merely using the love of God as a smokescreen for what penchant he has. In verse 16, he says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Self has a way of deceiving us into believing that, look, um, you know, these things, I mean, are you going to tell me that you, you are going to live in this world and not have certain desires? There are going to be certain desires in you and you, you need to fulfill those desires. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible says that we are not to fulfill the desires of the flesh. By listening to the, to the voice of the Spirit of God, He will lead us away from those desires. So, when self speaks, he speaks against the word of God and gets his adherents to live contrary to God by getting them to fall in love with this world and the system of this world. So we find ourselves falling in love with the world and doing everything that the world wants us to do. So let's just quickly review what we have said about the attributes and characteristics of self. And let's look at ourselves and ask ourselves very honestly, have we been listening to self or have we been listening to the Son of God. Number one, we said, self is consumed with self and cares nothing about anyone. Have you been, are you being consumed or are you consumed with yourself? And you have no care for any other person. Sometimes self will do something that is quite benevolent, but it's basically for self. So you find people who will go to motherless babies' home to give things to motherless babies and then they will carry TV cameras to show that they are doing that. That is self. Secondly, self cares nothing about spiritual things, only natural things. In fact, I've heard from some churches where they say they give them assignment to do. I expect, for example, that if you're a child of God, sweeping the house of God is not an assignment that will give you a benefit from God. It is a, it is a chore that you should be happy to do. I mean, for example, would you wash your father's car because you want your father to pay your school fees? What kind of relationship do you have with your father? Such assignments are not godly. Assignment is not a godly thing. It is, that is why you find people who follow self. They seek after assignment to gain a benefit. It is, they, they, they are natural people. They just want natural things. That's all. They are not interested in the spiritual thing. Self cares nothing about spiritual things. Thirdly, self is hostile to God and all that God represents. Self can never follow God and the word of God. Self always has a way of twisting the word of God and twisting the, those who listen to it to live contrary to God. Fourthly, self cannot and will not be subject to the word of God. Self will always tell you that, look, whatever God is doing, those are rules and regulations. We, we do not bind ourselves with rules, rules and regulations. Look, there are ways by which we live. And yet, self is telling you how to live, giving you rules and regulations for living. We call that self-righteousness. That is where you set up your own standards rather than following the standards of God. But if you are a true child of God, you will follow, you will seek after and follow the standards of God, which you can only live as God gives you the grace so to do. Five, as a result of self, 
focusing on itself, not wanting to be spiritual, being hostile to God, and um, uh, not wanting to be subject to the law of God, self can never please God. Self does not believe in God. Self can mouth faith, I have faith in God, but that faith is only there because he wants an advantage. When that advantage is not there, he has no business, he has, he's not interested in God at all. Self actually believes in self. You have heard words like, believe in yourself, you can do it, you can make it. That is self-speaking. When God is speaking, God will say to you, trust me, I will take you there. Trust me, I will do this. But self says, believe in yourself, you can do it. That is how self speaks. Sixthly, we said, self always justifies Satan's lure to live contrary to the word of God. Self is what pushes you into temptation. It, 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 it gets you to be, to be lured into temptation and give birth to sin. And one of the things about temptation is that when you, when you have fallen into temptation, if you do not immediately repent, sin is born. And once sin is born, sin is a slave master. Once sin is born, sin enslaves that person and that person will not be able to do anything but to continue to live in sin. i give you a simple example. For example, you self can lure you into taking a hard drug and then you discover that once you have taken it once, you are hooked, you are addicted to it. You cannot pull yourself away from it. Sin has been born and sin will, will make sure that it drives you until it gets you into hell. Seventhly, self leads people into all manner of sins and sinful living. We've looked at those things, sexual sins, um, sins that have to do with um, idolatry, um, witchcraft, hatred, heresies, and so on and so forth, sins of party spirit, sins of revelings, drunkenness, murders, and so on and so forth, the sin of the love of money. The Bible tells us, I believe that is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 24. It says you cannot serve God and serve mammon. Mammon is the figure of money. Says there are two masters. Money is a master. So you can't serve God and serve money. Yet pastors are telling us to pursue after money. No, God says we should pursue after righteousness. We should pursue after holiness. We should pursue after peace with all men. We should chase after the things that God wants us to chase after. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. But self says to you, no. Pursue the things that you delight in. Go after the things that will give you pleasure. Go after the things that will make you happy. But God says, no, go after the things that please, please, the things that are pleasing to God, the things that bring glory to God. And lastly, we said that when self speaks, self always gets you to follow the way of the world. Many people in our churches are listening to the voice of self. That's why we have the kind of clothing that we have in our churches. We have the kind of attires, the, 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 the way and manner by which people are sewing clothes these days. I mean, it, 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 it defies any reasonable uh, thinking person. I, I, I cannot imagine how a woman would go to church with her, with her back open and she's putting on a cloth that is exposing the entire back. Or the ones who put on clothes in front with an, with an open front that reveals not just the cleavage, which is bad enough, but even the, 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 the flesh itself. And they say it is fashion. That is self. Self is telling you that uh, you need to be fashionable. Self is what tells the young ladies, you need to be fashionable so that the young men can look at you. Self is what gets young men into the evil cra cra uh, 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 craze or craving of wanting to have money at all costs and doing all kinds of silly things just to gain that money so that they can say they have been married. I want to conclude now. 
Now, who you have been listening to will reflect in your conduct and mannerisms. It's simple as like that. If you have been listening to God, that is, you hear him, you know what he's saying, you understand it, and you are doing what God has asked you to do, your conduct and mannerism will be godly. It's simple as that. If you listen to God and you follow God, you, your mannerism, your conduct will be a godly one. If, on the other hand, you have been listening to yourself, that you're listening to self, your conduct and mannerism will be selfish. You will only think of yourself. You will only do things that will be pleasing to you. Even your prayers will be about you and your interests. And your lifestyle will be to glorify self rather than to glorify God. Even when you claim to be a Christian. There are many people who say that they are Christians. And yet everything they do is to glorify self rather than glorify God. And of course, if you have been listening to Satan, everything about you, including your thoughts, will be evil and wicked. So, who have you been listening to? It is who you are listening to that reveals how you are living your life. Or should I put it the other way? When we see the way you are living your life, we can tell who you have been listening to. Whether you've been listening to Satan and his agents, whether you've been listening to self, or you've been listening to the, to the Son of God. So, the question always remains, who have you been listening to? And I'm going to close by reading um, the first psalm in the book of Psalms, Psalm 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Bible says here, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man that is not listening to the voice of the ungodly. Blessed is the man that does not stand in the way of sinners. Blessed is the man that does not sit in the seat of discomfort. Blessed is that man who is not going to listen to the voice of self. Blessed is that man that is not going to follow the voice or the counsel of Satan. What does it mean to be blessed? It means that this person is highly favored. Highly favored by God. This is somebody that is worthy to be envied. Because of the place that God has for him. The, this kind of a man is not just someone that God places there. It is because of who he's been listening to. In verse 2, the Bible says, his delight. He, he, he delights to hear the word of God. The Bible says, he delights to meditate upon the word of God day and night. Who have you been listening to? What is your delight in? From whom are you taking counsel? You are not blessed because you say I am blessed. You are blessed because God is the one who has blessed you. And God has blessed you because you have, not, you have refused to take counsel from anyone apart from God. The Bible talks in, in verse 3 about the blessedness of this man. He says he shall be like a tree planted by the, waters, the rivers of water. When a tree is planted by the rivers of water, it does not lack anything. He has no lack. 
And when we talk of not having lack, we're not talking of a situation where everything is just there because you want it. No, we're speaking of things that God wants you to have. You will not lack it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You will not lack any good thing that God desires of you. You ought actually ought to lack in the areas where God does not want you to have. You should lack when it comes to lying. There should be no lying in, in you. You should lack when it comes to things that are evil. The Bible says as we, that in, when it comes to evil things, we should be like children. But when it comes to spiritual things, we should be mature. We should be as men. So, yes, you will suffer no lack as far as the things are of God. He says that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. This person is going to be a fruitful person. He's a fruitful Christian. The Bible makes it clear. I think that's a, that would be in 2 Peter chapter 1, I believe, where the Bible tells us to add to our faith um, moral excellence, to add moral excellence, knowledge of God, to add to knowledge of God, self-control, to add to self-control, perseverance, to add to perseverance, godliness, to add to godliness, brotherly kindness, to add to brotherly kindness, love, love for all men. And it says that if we are growing in this manner, we will not be unfruitful in the things of God. That's what he's saying here. As long as you are growing in the things of God and your growth in the things of God is a result of your listening to the word of God. The Bible says that as newborn babes, you should delight the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. Maturation or maturity in the things of God is a result of hearing the word of God and living according to the word of God. It says his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The, 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 the fruit we're talking of here would be the fruit of the Spirit manifesting in season. The leaves here are our activities. Uh, uh, we, we will not wither in our daily activities, in the things that we seek to do to help, to please God rather, in the house of God, amongst the, amongst the brethren, and indeed even in the world, things like evangelism and so on and so forth. But then he says the ungodly are like chaff. When you blow, when, when wind blows, chaff is always taken away. And the, the, the real hub or, or the, the, the real, real wheat rather stays, but chaff is blown off. The people who are ungodly are going to be blown away. They're going to be blown away by the wind of the spirit. They're going to be blown away when the, when the judgment of God falls upon men. The Bible says here in, in verse 5, it says, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Anybody who is listening to self, or Satan is good, is a sinner, is wicked, and is evil. He will not stand in the congregation of the righteous. Oh, I'm not talking of hearing that. Unless you can sit in any church, no problem. Nobody's going to drive you away. Actually, we want such people in church so that they can, who knows, when they hear the word of God one day, it will just touch them and they will change. But when we're talking of the congregation of the righteous, we're talking of in heaven, where the congregation of the righteous would sit, you will not be there. It is not going to be how many times you went to church. The question would be, did you listen to the voice of God? Or were you taking counsel from the ungodly? Were you, were you walking in, 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 were you standing in the ways of sinners? Or were you sitting in the seat of the scornful? If that was your case, you cannot be in the congregation of the righteous. The Bible says, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall be perished. When the, say, when the Bible says, says that the, God, the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, it means that God is the one establishing that path. God is the one keeping the righteous in that path, protecting him in that path. But as for the way of the ungodly, God is not there. God is not protecting That is why the ungodly will perish in the way that he is going. Tonight, I want to plead with us. 
to desist from listening to any other voice than the voice of God. And we've seen that if we are not going to listen to the voice of self, we must first of all crucify self. We must make do, make a way with everything that is self in our lives. So as I leave you now, until we meet again in the next podcast, I want you to pray to God. Ask God to come and help you. Take that self, this self-life, which is not helpful to you, which is contrary to everything that God is. Grab this fellow. He is, he is like a criminal. So he must be grabbed and taken to an execution ground. The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let him be nailed there to death. Let him be crucified there as Christ was crucified. And sin was done away with in the life of men. Let self be crucified on that cross. And let self be done away with in your own life. So that you are now open to God. How do you know if you have crucified self? Sanctification will begin to take place in your life. Sanctification is that place where the Spirit of God has cleansed you, has removed sin away from your life, has made you able to receive the Word of God and to obey God. Before sanctification, you couldn't obey God. It was self that stopped you from obeying God. But when sanctification has taken place, self is necessarily crucified. And then you can obey God. My prayer for you is that as you pray, the Spirit of God will meet you at the point of need and will remove everything, every agent and agency of self from your life. Once self is removed, I tell you the truth, even Satan will find it difficult to tempt you. It is self that gives Satan the leeway to tempt you successfully. But when self has been removed, Satan will struggle and will never be able to overcome you. In itself, you will be the one overcoming Satan. Until we meet next, God bless you. And 